What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. As always, bringing incredible guests across the globe. My next guest is a Canadian cognitive scientist specializing in the relationship between humans and technology, cognition, natural and artificial forms, thought structures and mechanisms, cognitive and behavioral modeling. Please welcome Kate Dudzik to the show. Kate, thank you for joining us today. I am... Uh, I'm very interested and excited for this conversation. Thank you so much for having me, Deanna. I am excited to chat with you. I love listening to your show. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you are probably a little bit different than some other people I've had on the show, but I'm I'm loving what you um, specialize in because I think that there is it's an important conversation to have, especially with the way our 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 society is going. How you know how life is trending. I mean, everything is around technology. Oh, you yeah. Know? social media. And I actually used to sell, I was in the SaaS, like um, software as a service. And, you know, I, I've learned a lot about like AI and how things are trending in the whole technology space. Cause it's like, I mean, things that are happening are so crazy and beyond anything that you would think possible. That's amazing. And I'm so happy that you come from that space and understand that Yes, this relationship is so real. It's so encompassing and it's very much here to stay. Even if it's in like your your work environment, your professional space, or even inviting strangers into your living room through social media. You know, when you scroll on profiles and you go through different websites, all of a sudden it's like that person's space, that that energy is invited into your your home. And it's like having a conversation through reading posts, seeing pictures, all of that. It's transcending these these physical boundaries we have in person. So it's very much a huge part of life and it is keeping me on my toes. Oh, I bet. I bet. So what, tell us, like, I'd like to learn a little bit more about what you focus on with the relationship between humans and technology, because that's an interesting dynamic in itself. Thanks. I think so too. And I focus on both designing okay. artificial intelligence. So in, in past chapters, I've created artificial intelligence that interacts with humans. So looking at human input, managing human behavior, also predicting human behavior, which is a huge space in something called cognitive modeling, which is a type of AI designed to replicate human brain structures using computers. So we kind of predict human behavior, like, oh, how someone's gonna complete this task, like a game, or even how they're gonna feel when they watch an advertisement. Yeah. So what are the emotions being told through that story, through those words and the images versus how someone's going to feel when they receive it. How does your demographic or socioeconomic status or where you're living impact how that message kind of comes to you? So building and designing AI that does that kind of complexity, but also looking at the the aspect of just being human in a digital world. Yeah. Just a huge part of like engineering ethics that I feel is very underrepresented. It's that we have an ethical obligation as designers to anticipate how technology would change or modify the person using it and to kind of look at how that person could reappropriate technology. So basically take something you design, like maybe like a water bottle or yeah. whatnot, and then find another use for it just through organic application or just everyday life. Yeah. So there's kind of like a, a twofold system there. So are you an independent like consultant? Do you work independently or are you hired on by different organizations? So 
I, I'm, I just like to know like how that works for you. Yeah, so right now I'm by myself. I'm doing this independently. And before I was working in corporate industry, and before that I was in academia. So kind of a little bit of all of the things. And so how do you like being independent versus working for corporate? Oh, it is wild. So in corporate industry, as you can imagine, a lot of innovation is driven by the highest bidder. Yeah. So what you're going to be building next is based off of what's going to make the person with the most money more money. Yeah. And then as, as a designer, I find that quite an ethical dilemma because you want to put the best possible thing into the world. And when you're in that position of power as an engineer, as someone who creates a piece of technology or product that then engages with many, many people on a whole large scale, it's important to be able to ask yourself, am I doing right by the people that are going to use this product? Am I contributing to the betterment of my industry as a whole? And am I creating something I'm proud of? You yeah. know? So what kind of like, who is your ideal customer or client that you would work with? And what kind of um, projects, I mean, not you don't have to give us all the details, but what kind of projects would you help them with? So most recently, I've started moving into a space where promoting ethical design has been something that's come to the forefront of my my work and discussions. I'm also working on writing a book for a very different audience. So outside of the production product-based space, that was also me. And this is where I'm kind of putting my money where my mouth is. I'm writing a book for specifically a millennial or near millennial audience that must engage with technology, yeah, but is also curious about all the mental health and and what this means for daily life. Yes, that's that's also a, a project I'm very actively involved with, where I'm creating essentially a guidebook for sure. navigating this hybrid world of half technological in the digital space, and then also half in person, where you still need to show up for yourself. Yes. You still need to to do all of those types of things as well. So those are my two two sides right now. I love that though, because I mean, for my, I'm not a millennial. I don't even know what, what classification I'm in, but I, you know, I, I'm on the computer. I'm all virtual. I do a lot, you know, I'm, it, with technology every single day, but I still need to have that human interaction yes. because if I don't, I'm not like mentally, it's not good for me. And I don't, like, you know what I mean? And so I think that that's very important that you are creating a guidebook because I think that, you know, there things are getting so much. Technology is just evolving so rapidly. And they're just so like we, my fiance and I, we have a Tesla. It's amazing. Incredible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it's also just another form of how technology is evolving and just, you know, being able to have that in my life is is just another example of where we're going as, as a society. You know, there's only every every um, car manufacturer started to come out with electric cars. Yes. You know? And so we're going to start seeing more and more of that and just how that's going to change the dynamics of on the road, how we charge up and, you know, because we have to be mindful of that. And it's just very interesting. But I still personally, as much as I love technology, I'm a big fan. My life is really around technology, the podcast, Zoom, social media, you know, but I still need that human, that human connection, like being, being with people, connecting with them face to face, because I just think it's so important, no matter how far into the future we get, I think we're always going to need that. And so 
if someone like a millennial, I guess, if you're like you're mentioning, if they shut themselves off to that, uh-huh. I guess my question to you would be, what kind of damage would that do to them mentally and emotionally if they don't have that human connection? That's a great question. And I, I love what you said about there being this like intangible component about the physical being there with other human beings, being there interacting in a physical space together, because there is something very necessary about it. And not to mention, there's so much information that we actually give to each other through in-person interactions that's almost lost through the screens that that we miss out on. So if someone was to cut themselves off completely from the in-person, there's no telling what types of issues there could be. I mean, We've had since 1998, there have been psychological studies coming out in peer-reviewed spaces where excessive internet and mobile phone use could lead to non-genetically predisposed depression and anxiety. So this means it doesn't necessarily look like you're going to get these types of mental health issues in your, your future, but it could be an environmental factor like excessive internet and mobile phone use that makes this more prominent or visible in you. So when you think about that and you think about cutting off from the outside world and just living in this space, you're also talking about not having boundaries. Yeah. The boundaries between that digital influence of what you're bringing in, those same messages. You know when you've got people in your life and you're like, oh, heck yes, I want to be around this individual. They bring such light to me. I like that they challenge me. They help me grow. I'm going to go for coffee with them and make more of an effort to be social with this person. Yeah. Same kinds of things happen with online. So a lot of people get passive where it's like, oh, this person, they, they post really like kind of draining messages or they're always complaining and stuff. Why, why not set those boundaries just like you would in person? Why not select individuals who energize you or lift you up or help you maintain that sense of growth or motivation to be a better version of yourself online? Yeah. And I think that's where some issues really come in too. When you close yourself off, to the in-person world, you forget the importance of learning about managing other opinions or set up healthy boundaries between people and learning how to better navigate spaces that you may not necessarily agree, but you need to get through them. How can you do that in a way that's healthy for you? How can you do that in a way that's supportive of others, you know? Oh, hi. It's your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. I'm here to share an exciting opportunity with you. I've recently partnered with SecureVPN.io. They specialize in protecting your online activity, such as transactions, your online searches, your privacy protection, and it protects you from any data leakage from hackers out there that have access to your information. So please click the link in bio and take advantage of the special opportunity with SecureVPN.io. Again, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. I notice for myself when I'm too much on my phone, mm-hmm. and I'm, so I'm almost like addicted to the activity on it, that when there's no activity, I get like anxious. And so I have to like just tell myself, okay, so you just you got to leave your phone alone for, mm-hmm. you know, the rest of the day and just not even look at it, not even worry about it because tomorrow's a new day. There's going to be more emails, more activity. You know what I mean? And so let me... Be- I have to be mindful of that when you say, when you talked about people cutting themselves off completely, you know, it, I feel like we are such complex. We are a machine. Our brain is a machine. Like our bodies are so incredible that when we don't allow ourselves to grow in what should be an authentic space for us, one-on-one human beings, 
we prevent ourselves from uh, continuing to grow as an individual, not only with our, our brain, with our emotions, with our bodies, that it um, almost limits us to what we are really capable of. Absolutely. It, it 100% does. And I, I really empathize with what you said about like that anxiety feeling with the phone. A lot of people are getting these things called phantom vibrations is in publications where you think that you got a text message, but you just kind of imagined oh, yeah. stimuli, you know, and it's just like, oh. yeah, exactly. And it's, it's one of the signs of a dependency on our, our mobile phones and things like that. And it, it absolutely is limiting because when you think about it, you've got all these anxious thoughts or almost obsessive thoughts, but it's become very normalized. Like you're not the outlier for having these feelings with your phone. The good news is you have that self-awareness to be yeah. able to say, okay, I need to put this aside. I can address my emails in the morning, which is a very healthy way to say, I don't like the way my behavior is around this piece of technology in my, my home right now. Yeah, I'm going to stop myself, make a healthy decision to take that break, and then move back into it. Because it's not the, the cell phone or the smartphone that's the problem. It's the way that we use it. Yeah, right? For sure. So what's become normalized in our behavior. And it is very limiting. And it does stop you from being your best self. In, in many ways, you know, especially the information you allow through. That's that's like the biggest thing. Be your best filter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how people like people that um, kind of whine and complain. I, I use social media as a positive platform for myself in what I put out there. You know, I, I would not want to be someone that's going to be complaining and, you know, have just put negativity out there into the world because you feel it's so damaging for yourself. And yes. people, you know what I mean? Oh, heck yes. Okay. When you talk about the things that you don't like in this world, guess what you're going to be priming yourself to only see? The bad things. Exactly. And you come yeah. full circle to this, oh, why isn't it getting better? And it's like, well, if you're always focusing on the problem being an absolute, yeah. so always there, like a sense of permanence, then you're never going to focus on how it could change or how it could be or possible other versions of reality where you take accountability for your life and say, okay, I don't like this. Yeah. And what am I going to do about it? Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. So how do you, I have a question for you. How do you manage your relationship with technology being someone that is like, you know, um, creating it and just <laughs> so involved in that space? Oh, so at first I was very strict with myself. About eight years ago, I I was so limited to my social media, so limited to these spaces because I, this is around when I started reading these studies and I got really scared. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh goodness, I don't want to make life worse for myself through my behavior with something I barely understand yet. Yeah. As I get older, I'm starting to realize that we're kind of voluntold to use social media. You know, it's just like, well, you don't have to do it, but you will not get this job unless you have it or you you miss that on opportunities unless you're present in online spaces or polished enough, presenting the right version of yourself. So I kind of created these boundaries where I have personal social media yeah, and then a professional space of social media, which I'm learning how to do better and kind of create a more wholesome kind of not that it wasn't wholesome before but like that's that's what i'm putting out into the world is creating a wholesome educational safe space in 
in that regard. It's actually funny. I got some great advice from one of your podcasts on creating those boundaries. I was questioning whether I should get an Instagram okay. for myself as a professional. And when your guest Robin on your podcast, The New Art of Ideas, had said, keep one for your personal and one for your professional, I was like, okay, there we go. That sounds like a very healthy boundary. So I feel like I'm just like everybody. I'm kind of learning as I go, but I need to be online. Yeah. That's Isn't it amazing? So when I talk to my marketing guests, you know, it's unlike having your own brand. Yes. It You really, these days, like I'm, I'm all about it. I think social media is great. It's just such a, a, a powerful tool if you harness it the right way. I've not ever been on the negative side. You know, okay. I, I have not ever, it's never been a negative thing for me where some people like they get caught up in it. I have one girlfriend where she can't, she can't be on Instagram or Facebook because of how the girls pre present themselves. She gets very insecure. And I'm like, well, you're all who cares? All that's fake anyways. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you have to know that yeah. to do it. And so I just think it's interesting that these days, you know, I mean, 10 years ago, it wasn't like this. You have to have a social media slash present brand slash presence, whether it's professional or mm -hmm. it's like necessary. It's, it's, it's bizarre. Like how much it's changed. Like the last couple roles I've had, yeah. like they, they would encourage us or reward us if we were present on social media. For yes. So you're going to get a promotion if you're really good at selling the, the company's image or getting it out there. If you get something to go viral, bonus. Oh right? gosh, I know. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And I feel for you, friend, because there has always been this kind of like weird ism in our culture where there's this awful compliment. And I wish that people would stop saying it. It's where people go, oh, you're so much prettier than her or you're so much more attractive than them. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, can't we I both be like beautiful in our own way? Why do you, you need to put one next to another in order to say you have value? Why do we need to do that? Yeah. Rude. And, and I feel like that's the mentality a lot of people take to social media too, where it almost becomes this like vortex of negative thoughts and saying, oh, I should look this way or people who are attractive look like this, as opposed to kind of filtering that information to say, what is good for me? What do yeah. I want to find on my social media? But in, in another breath too, it almost gives us kind of like that mirror as well. And it's funny, my partner was talking about this the other day. Having a partner is like having a mirror in your home. You start to see things about yourself that you wouldn't normally if you were alone for better and worse. So you start to see like maybe these thoughts that I'm having are actually something I need to work on better, or maybe I could improve that this part of myself or the way that I show up in the world. So instead of putting down women for making you feel bad, maybe say that person is really beautiful in their own way, or that person is really attractive in their own, own respect, or they have a really beautiful whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh God. I'm, well, I'm all about supporting other women. So you oh, guess. never be say anything negative about anyone. I'm always going to be like, you go, girl. I'd be the first one to be like, they're rooting them on, you know, regardless of how they look. You know what I mean? But I love that about you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We digress. So do you have a title for your for your book? So it is up for debate because this is one of the most important parts about publishing a book. Right now, the working title is The Digital Reality Check, which personally I think is kind of cute, but I like that. I'm biased. 
No, I like that. That would be a good title for the show. So if you, when you like are it's ready to go, let me know. We're going to put that out there. <laughs> I am so excited. I promise I will send you a copy. I will for Julie too. Okay, good. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Where can people find you, connect with you, and learn more? My website is cognitivekate.com, and you can also find me on LinkedIn. Okay, great. You guys, I'm going to put those links in the show notes, so don't hesitate to go reach out to her. If you are interested in learning more about what she's all about or you something that she discussed resonated with you, go connect with her on LinkedIn and go check out her website. So, Kate, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with the audience today? Give yourself permission to change and to make mistakes. You know, I thought long and hard about what I would say to you at this point because I always love listening to this. But I think at the end of the day, the best thing I've ever done for myself is forgive myself for making poor decisions. Like, you know what? I have an ex who's a narcissist. I've I've made my mistakes in this world. You know, I haven't always been the best person or I haven't always been in the right job for me. But I gave myself permission to outgrow a job, to outgrow a relationship that wasn't fulfilling to me, to not be the type of person who accepts anything less than healthy growth or an environment that feels safe. You know, I I recommend that anyone and everyone give themselves permission to move forward and become a different version of themselves because at the end of the day, that's all we can do is we can learn and we can grow, but we need to let ourselves. Yeah. Amen to that. That was beautiful. Amen. On that note, Kate, thank you so much for being a guest and sharing what you do with us and just the relationship between human technology is such a real thing right now. And I appreciate you sharing your wisdom with the audience today. Thank you so much for having me, Deanna. You are such a pleasure. This was wonderful. Thanks for speaking with me. Yay, it was a good one. It was a good one. All right, you guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic death.